Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, we begin a special two-episode adventure into Meteor Films. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) Yes, uh, this week we are marking the 25th anniversary of the release of 1998's Deep Impact. And how can you talk about Deep Impact without also talking about Armageddon? So, (laughs) we are spending the next two episodes reviewing both, as they do both turn 25 years old this year. We are beginning this week by examining Deep Impact, and then, then of course, next week we'll be looking at Armageddon. So, joining me on this special uh, three-person team to deal with these different asteroid threats, we have, as always, someone who has seen the film before, and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen Deep Impact, it is Katrina Johnston. Hello. How are you, Katrina? Not too bad. Wonderful. How, yeah. how are things in the lighting world? Oh, they're all right. You know, just got a couple of reviews oh, for yeah? my shows that were very, very good. So you, I'm very grateful. Yeah, you do yeah. look quite pleased. Yes, I was. Yeah, I believe I, you're, you were com- compared to a certain painter. With I, your I, was, I was compared to a Vermeer. Which I'm mm. like, I will take that. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Yeah, yes. yeah. I was quite happy about that. Wonderful. Um, mm. Deep Impact. Yes. Uh, you have not seen this film. No. So what do you know about it? Um, I know what I gleaned from the trailer that I watched to double check that I hadn't seen it. Because mm. you have seen Armageddon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I know that Morgan Freeman isn't is in it, mm-hmm. and I, which makes me wonder, is this the first time? Where Morgan Freeman, where you know how there's that meme of Morgan Freeman narrating everything, and Morgan Freeman is always mm. the president of the US. Mm. Um, I'm like, is this the first time? Where is this the progenitor of that meme? I think it's the first film he played a president. Yeah. Uh, but if you're looking at narration, uh, yeah. he did do narration for Shawshank, which yeah. was oh, yeah, four years before yeah. this. But but, yeah, but but yeah, this is. I'm mm. pretty confident this is the first time Morgan Freeman wow. plays the president, which. Is something he has done a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. That'll be cool to see. Yeah. Um, and I was very surprised to see Lily Sobeski and Elijah Wood in the in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to it, Excellent. and I think it's going to be trash. <laughs> okay. Enjoyable, enjoyable trash. Yes. Um, do you like disaster movies? Um, sometimes. Um, as we were just talking, like before we started rolling, I do. When I was younger, I really, really enjoyed Dante's Peak. To this day, I have no idea why. Um, I think it was because I had a weird thing for Pierce Brosnan. Mm, that's um, fair. It was the 90s. Everyone yeah, did. yeah. We've moved on. Um, past that, I, no disaster film like sticks in my brain. And the only other one that I really remember um, is, I think it's... Uh, 20, 2012, the oh, climate change yeah. one with, um, what's his name? Bilbo. Oh, Ian Holm. Ian Holm, Ian Holm in it, yeah. uh, amongst other people. Um, and I generally find like the Armageddon-y type films, which to be fair, most um, superhero films are like that as mm. well. They're like, oh, the world's going to explode because this villain. Um, I generally find them as good, dumb fun. Mm-hmm. Mm. And past that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's about it. They don't really stick in my memory past 
that kind of vibe. I think that's where yeah. I'm at as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, well, joining us on this program uh, as our guest who has seen Deep Impact, yeah. it's Dr. Ellen Sears. Hey, How are you, Dr. Ellen? Yeah, I'm all right. Good, good. Things good in the world of, of dance? Yeah, they're all right. Excellent. All Have right. you been compared to any painters lately? <laughs> no. Oh. I guess really the only one you could be Degas. compared to. Yeah, is Degas. Hmm. At least I don't do enough ballet anymore. Yeah. Oh. Oh well. We'll just have to get some more painters to paint more dancers. I mean, a lot of people do, but just not yeah. in that sort of stuff. Anyway. Yes. Not important. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, not but important. It's lovely to have you here, Doctor Ellen. Yeah. Um, we are reviewing Deep Impact. Yeah. Now you have seen this film. As far as I'm aware, I'm mm. pretty sure. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. You, what you were saying before yeah. about like it's it's you know a lot of these films are quite forgettable. I'm like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw this like as a mm. kid. It's the kind of thing that would have been that my brother would have taped off the television and we probably watched. I know we've definitely got a VHS copy of it mm. somewhere in my parents' house, yeah. which tells me I have watched it at least once. I don't remember anything much about it. Yeah. Could we, so we, we have I'm st- hoping I don't get halfway through and go, oh, no, I haven't seen this because that'd be really awkward. It would. <laughs> we, we have established that it's you definitely haven't seen Armageddon. I definitely haven't seen Armageddon. Yeah. I think I've seen like a couple of snippets of Armageddon because I yeah. know Liv Tyler is in that. Mm. Um, this one, I'm like, yeah, I've definitely yeah. seen one of these and not the other. And I, I know yeah. that I haven't seen Armageddon, so I must have seen Deep Impact. If you've seen a we film... We have a VHS copy yeah. of it. I'm like, I must have watched it at least once. If you have a memory of seeing a film with a comet, from the from the nineties, yeah, probably. Then it's this film. Yeah, basically. again, I would have, but I like would have watched it when it was not. So this came out mm. in ninety eight, right? Yeah. So I would have been like ten, and it was probably on the TV in the next couple of years, mm. like ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, like around then. Mm. And so I was like, in my early teens, probably. Yeah. It was probably I was probably only like twelve, mm. and I'm now nearly thirty five, yeah. mm. which is why I'm like. I don't remember anything much about this. <laughs> if I did watch it, yeah. and it was such a long time ago. Go so it's going to be like time. watching it for the first time again. Maybe. Be, I don't know. It'll be really funny if we watch it and realize you haven't seen it, but I have. <laughs> and we're that like, wow, these, God these damn. films are very forgettable. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing is, I, I have seen both. I know yeah. that I have seen Deep Impact and I have seen Armageddon. Thank goodness. I remember more about the style of Armageddon yeah. because it's a Michael Bay film yeah. and it's got a particular so Michael look. Bay has a specific... With Deep Uber. Impact, I literally just remember a scene, which mm. I won't talk about because it's quite mm. near the end of the film. Mm. But people at home who have seen Deep Impact will be like, oh yeah, yeah, we know what scene that we're one. talking about. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, inter- inter- it's Interesting yeah. what you were saying as well before about... Um, like disaster films being quite forgettable as well because like i remember yeah. watching the first like the, like the opening scene of dante's peak and being like oh this is like horrifying and scarring jesus yeah. christ and then i watched a little bit more of it and then i think i had to go to bed it was another thing that my brother was watching yeah mm. and then i had to go to bed which was probably a good thing because some of the other films that like he was like i'm gonna watch this i would then watch it and have massive nightmares like yeah like like predator yeah, like predator which i watched at like seven or eight and it gave me terrible nightmares yeah that's very young that's too early for predator. it was way too early like the aliens the, it's too the, early the, for me now the alien film predator. the alien film the one i think it was the third one the one with winona Ryder in it oh, i yeah. saw like a bunch of that as well like like hmm. we're not writers in an film. alien film yeah oh my gosh yeah and i'm not gonna say who she plays because yeah. spoilers um but yeah no i watched a bunch of stuff like this with yeah. my brother because he's three years older than me and so he was like 12 13 14 mm. and like wanting to watch like all these like movies but like bad stuff or something twister was fun i remember twister being really fun mm. i'd be interested to re-watch that in terms of like disaster films. Mm. And now I'm just thinking about like all of the alien ones, like Close I, Encounters and Independence Day, yeah. none of which I've seen, but oh, I'm like, yeah, oh, Independence yeah. Day, that's technically a disaster film. Yeah. Technically, well, yeah. I mean, depends whose perspective. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I suppose technically 
spoilers for Independence Day, it's a disaster for everyone because the aliens lose in the end. But at what cost? I don't know. I Why haven't is seen it a disaster it. for everyone? Because like, within the because the rest of the film is just the Earth getting the shit kicked out of it. <laughs> it's like, like I know the humans survive, but like mm. not a lot of them, or not all of them. They they get you know that's the one where the White House gets blown up. Yeah, but yeah. Mm. nobody's in there. They've all evacuated by that point. I bet you there was at least somebody in oh, the White I'm House. I'm sure there, there was, was. like some janitor just like getting a last bit of mopping. <laughs> Why in. is everyone I've gone? Been, <laughs> I've, been, I've been working here for 40 years and I'm not leaving until this floor is spotless. And they're going to blow it up and it's going to be clean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's I don't know. I guess the, mm. the death toll isn't really mentioned in that. So Yeah. Whereas I get a from watching the 2012 mm. film. Mm. Um. Or is it the day after tomorrow? Is that what again? It's they were all very <laughs> no, similar. No, I think films. it's the day after tomorrow. That's mm. the, yeah, that's, that's the, the Ian Holm one. That yes, um, yes, that, yeah, that yeah. Is yeah. that's the yeah. one where the poster was like the Statue of Liberty going in the water. Mm. No, 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 it's being caught in a in a um, yeah wave. In a no, in a frozen. It's frozen. Yeah, yeah, because of a yeah, because all the waves storm. came in and then it froze over. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Really quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that feel that one feels more. Like, like the death toll would have been higher versus Independence yeah. Day. I mean, I suppose the difference between like natural disaster films yeah. and like alien or... invasion films yeah. are that the aliens are conscious and you yeah. can. It's beat almost them, like quote unquote. It's almost like going to war with another country. Yeah, like it, it's hard to beat a storm. You'd endure yeah. it. Um, you you can. The only way you can beat a, a comet. Yeah. Is to by blowing it up with blowing a it up big or, old missile. Yeah. Which or, so I was chatting to mm. a astronomer oh, yeah. last night. And were I they like, like no? Nah. I was like because I, I thought we were doing Armageddon today, mm. and I said, "Hey Sam, um, what's a what like something sciencey that I can bring to this podcast?" Oh, yeah. and, to, and and he struggled a little bit because he was like, "Oh, I'm struggling to remember the film," which is fair. Mm. Um, and and then we got to chatting about how in the past couple of years, and I can't remember what space agency, but a space agency landed some sort of robot on a asteroid that was heading towards Earth. It was quite small. Yeah. Um, and to put a some sort of detonation device in it to see if it would work to see if it would work it did not mm. <laughs> it barely altered its course mm. yeah they did there was a japanese probe that managed oh, to japanese, land on an, yeah. an asteroid that was back in 2018 mm. sounds about right because there was and i'll have to try and find it while we're watching the film there mm. was this wonderful Im- series of images that it sent that was essentially turned yes. into a gif Mm. which was yes. what it could see on the comet. Yeah. yeah. And it was in like a little canyon. Grayscale, like yeah. black and white. And yeah. you could just see, yeah, I remember And it that. was like, it, and it's it, so cool. And my memory is that it was snowing or that there was something happening. Yeah. It yeah. Was like it was like, falling. The, yeah. Like, it, yeah. Like yeah. gas floating off yeah. it or something. But it looked like snow. Snow, wow. But yeah, it yeah, was Yeah, it was great. cool. Yeah, was I, cool. I know I know exactly the gif you mean. Yes. Anyway. Because it was very low resolution as well, obviously. Because yeah. it was, yeah. Mm. With all that being said. Space is so cool. Yeah. Except when it throws rock shutters <laughs> no! which is what we're about to spend the next two films <laughs> discussing mm. uh so with that in mind shall we watch deep impact yes. yeah let's do it okay for those of you listening at home pop in those dvds load up those streaming services and prepare for cities to fall oceans to rise and hope to Empires survive fall. that's just hamilton yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm reading the movie tagline that's what it is. Oh, wow. That's where Lin Manuel Miranda got it from. He did. Maybe. Oh my god! Yes. Anyway, uh, prepare to watch Lin Manuel Miranda rip off a movie tagline <laughs> as we watch Deep Impact. Deep Impact. 
Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Deep Impact. And by we, I of course mean Dr. Alan Sears. Hi, Stephen. And Katrina Johnston. Hello. Katrina, that was your first time watching Deep Impact. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, what did you think of this first of the two asteroid films we're watching? How, how was Deep Impact for you? Um, not very impactful. Hey! <laughs> Zing! Yeah. Um, I found it very hard. I found it just kind of boring to be it's, honest it's very boring isn't it's it? quite long like, as well it's two hours yeah and the obviously for a disaster film yeah. it's meant to be all like high sticks oh my god yeah. it is pretty like it's, it's it's surprisingly lifeless yeah which like uh, obviously you and know, the asteroid doesn't even destroy earth no and like nah. i mean the thing no, is, but i'm like i'm more making a lifeless comment and yeah yeah it's me just explaining my joke <laughs> i i think the um like with with a comet asteroid meteor film mm. you're always looking at it going okay is it going to hit the planet or not that's always the question yeah and in this case it's both Part of yeah it does. which is i think quite cool yeah that like their attempt to that's a good way of doing it yeah their attempt mm. to stop the big rock hitting the bigger rock was to blow it up and it didn't quite yeah. work and they accidentally created two rocks by doing it which is not the suburb the uh <laughs> the, the two rocks in space it was very space fun rocks. and then yeah what we got was like you had a little preview meteor. Yeah. Like, this is going to mess up a lot of people, but it mm. won't, like, destroy the planet, yeah. probably. Mm. And then, of course, the the astronaut crew. Um, this is the plot of the film, by the way. This is it. Yeah. This the is astronaut it. crew managed to go on a bit of a suicide mission and mm-hmm. uh, nuke the nuke inside of it, the smash of it, it into little tiny pieces. And save the planet. And just... Yeah. Yep. Just a little hailstorm of... Make, so, make some fireworks, basically. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it was... The thing I found re-watching this for the first mm. time in, like, 20 odd years and, and we, we established as we watched this dr allen that you have definitely seen this film i think so well you, you were saying you, you were remembering specific i was remembering scenes. little bits but only like little like the first bit yeah. of the observatory i'm like okay yeah this feels to me that set looks really familiar and yeah. like this bit but like in a far-off dream sense you yeah know? um the bit where old mate was talking to his son at the end yeah. he's like i can't see him what, what was it that he said it's the i'm oh, I'm, the, I'm i'm holding you i'm there yeah. with you. the blind astronaut yeah yeah that i was like yeah. Okay. Mm. Yep. That's really I think I've actually seen that little bit the, of the astronauts yeah. saying goodbye to their families. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know if I, I feel like it was something that, cause we, like I said, it got taped off the TV because we do have this somewhere at my parents' house. Mm. I'm, I'm certain I've seen this. So my best guess is that it was taped off the TV and I saw it in bits and chunks. Mm. Maybe I was like coming in and out of a room even. Mm. Yeah. Because I was probably like, oh, I don't like this. This is scary or whatever. Because I would have been like 11 or 12. Yeah. Or it was a bit too talky and you're like, this is boring. Yeah, this is boring. I feel mm. like I sort of was coming in and out of watching mm. it while my brother was maybe watching it. Because yeah. it's, it's not something that he like watched like a lot. There were films that yeah. my brother and I watched like a lot growing up. Yeah. And like repeated watchings. Like Jurassic out Park. The, like Jurassic Park. Mm. Just scared the pants off myself. Go back to episode, what was that? 61 61? Yeah. You want to hear me talk about Jurassic Park? I love that film. Um... Yeah, but I f- it, 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 it has the vibe, like the memory that I have. It's, it's something like it was on in a room and I was sort of going like in and out of it and was seeing, I don't think I've actually seen it all the way through. Mm. Or it was like it was on in the background, like it was on the TV one night. We were like at a party with like yeah. a bunch of grown-ups. We were the only kids and they were like, just put the TV on and that yeah. was on. And I might have seen it. That's kind of the feel that I'm getting, but I don't remember mm. sitting down and watching the whole kit and caboodle. And I don't think I would have watched this whole thing. Mm. 
Sorry, episode 60 for Jurassic Park. 60. Yeah. 61 is Shaolin Soccer. Do not get the two mixed up. Oh, yeah, no. That was <laughs> what? Oh, Shaolin Soccer. Soccer. A very, yeah. very different film. Mm. Yeah. So I feel, I feel like I've seen it. I might not have seen all of it like consecutively in one yeah. sitting, but enough of it for me to like have little bits pink. But also, it would have been like, okay, what's, what's like 99, 2000? That's like nearly 20, 20 plus yeah. years ago now. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I've seen other films since then that have. Like, and you've probably seen more me memorable more. films because. And probably better disaster films as yeah, well that were, I was yeah. more interested in. Like I watched Twister probably around a similar time mm. and really enjoyed that film. Yeah, and like, the this, cow in the thing. It's this, great. This is the thing with Deep Impact. Like watching it's it this time. Just a bit average. It's, yeah, it's I, fine. It's, it feels like, and it, it obviously didn't have this film as a frame of reference at the time, but it feels like it is the disaster film version of Love Actually. Yeah. Where oh, yeah. we've got all these different stories that are happening. Only and they are sort of intertwining a yeah. little bit. But they never really meet up at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, except, 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 it's, the whole, except the wave that connects them all. The wave that connects <laughs> them all in death. Yeah. Um, but obviously, like, and I bring up Love Actually not to be flippant, yeah, uh, yeah. But, but to um, sort of go, that is a film that worked really well with intertwining these stories around the central theme of characters responding to like a big event that creates a big emotion in the case of love actually it's christmas and and love and yeah that kind of thing with with obviously the end of the world it's not also has a deadline yeah which has a very distinct deadline Deadline, it's it's not a positive emotional connection thing but i did feel as though that the stories that were told didn't create a sort of cohesive uh, message they, or even they or, didn't they didn't even, tie you said, it in a nice little bow no impact yeah. like like yeah i will say emotional though, impact i will say the the there is one about five minutes in that that did hit me in the hit me in the feels mm-hmm. and, you know actually made me shed some tears mm. and that's Lily Sebesky getting handed her baby sibling yeah mm. and being told to run and and the astronauts talking to their family that section that mm. about five ten minute section mm. that that was good. is is heartrending yeah it, that, that bit was done really well yeah yeah and it's just a pity shame about that, the rest of the film <laughs> yeah that the rest of the film there is no it feels like there is no emotional connection yeah to yeah any character because essentially you've got three sets of characters that yeah. we follow so you've got the astronauts who obviously are very tied to the events that happen with but the rock part of that part of the thing yeah. with the astronauts is you really only get that big emotional bit at the end where it's like yeah they're all gonna die and you're like i feel mm. really bad for them because you know we've already seen but you only you only get to meet them like 15 20 minutes into the film yeah and also there's yeah. a so fair been few with of them, them. Since the beginning. you don't really get to know them yeah either yeah whereas obviously um leo um mm. played by the eternally baby-faced elijah wood yeah um we meet him at the he's very beginning and his story is sort of interwoven throughout the film because mm. um, he's the one who discovers it yeah and that that works i think yeah. um whereas the the story that i don't think works is Gen- jenny the journalist played yeah. by she's a journalist yeah and um that that storyline with her and her she's got her parents and... who have divorced uh, or separated and her father has remarried someone who's almost her age. Yeah. That, that storyline didn't work for me because I don't think it was written particularly well. No. There just wasn't enough to it. Yeah. And like, you know, the mum is sad because she's alone and the dad is like, I've married this younger woman, but I'm also like just a bit vague and not really Nostalgic like understanding. And, yeah. I, I feel like the dad, he reminded me of certain 
older men that mm. I've met in my life who yeah. were sort of just a bit vague and not really connected with yeah. the world, the world and what's them. happening. Yeah. And the problem with that is... I'm just going to do what makes me happy. But the problem with that is that's that not okay. very compelling on screen. No, no it's not. Like, and like... that, that and, even and, the, and it's because and even Jenny just, is it, not a very yeah. compelling character. It starts off no. and it's like, oh, this is going to be like a big thing. And she's like, I've uncovered like this big like infidelity thing oh my god and i'm gonna be such a good journalist yeah. and Which then she's just good... rep- it made it a really weird first 15 20 minutes yeah really but because but i thought it was a better first 15 20 minutes than yeah, what true. we got because you know because then from there she then becomes they like all right we're gonna like promote you you are now yeah. the person who's gonna report on all the stuff yeah, yeah. obviously like it's implied that her mum commits suicide because she's like, well, anybody over 60 is going to not go into the bunker. So, and so her mum dies and she's like, I feel like an orphan. Like, you know, dad, you abandoned me. I'm going to sit here sadly on this bench in the rain. Mm. It's like, what? What? And then she goes down to the beach where her dad is and then they just die together. The ending of their story made the most sense of anything, Mm. but there was no lead up to... Or at least it felt like such minimal yeah. lead up. And mm. as well, that kind of uh, rivalry, not really rivalry, but that other female yeah. journalist. Because as well, obviously this is a time, like this is post 80s, like going into the 90s. So this yeah. is a lot of like, you know, women trying to like make it in the business sphere. Yeah. That kind of thing. Women think, who can have their daycare in the thing as well. Like we're going to have good parenting was, things. Was that a rivalry? Yeah, that I, was a bit I, yeah. of rivalry. I, did, I didn't really uh, see it as a rivalry. It was kind of like, because she was like, you know, you haven't been here for very long. You, you know, you're going to, you up. need to work your way up, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And this, and she's the working mum who has like, you know, she's got the, the on-site daycare. She's doing all this stuff. She's like, you want to work yeah. up, da, da, da. And then she realizes, oh, like you won the, you, you, you've like cracked this open. Yeah. You got the first question. Like, holy crap. Well, she didn't really crack it open. She no, was she like, didn't. these void, these conversations sound weird that I might be talking about something different to them and that was yeah, the so best she bit had the, the yeah. she had the bit she had the completely wrong end of the stick but yeah it was a bit of a rivalry and then you know mm. the, i think part of it as well is that look taylor arc is she starts off as like i gotta get the story i've got to be an amazing journalist no 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 no. and by the end of it she's like i'm gonna sacrifice myself so that this lady who i have sort of a rivalry with and her baby can live and then it's like well didn't i mean that's See, very noble but now you've just died in a tsunami no but for me that and, for me that was just her doing the right thing yeah yeah and that, but that's the thing. Yeah. If she, if she, I think, if she, I think, she, it, it seemed like a very snap decision, mm. like very last minute. Like we're rushing to the thing. Yeah. I'm gonna get the things. We're gonna, I'm gonna take these with me to the place. And it's like, oh, last minute, she sees a friend and she's like, oh, I feel bad because you and your baby are gonna sit here in this building and you're gonna die. You can take my spot now. Like it seemed like a very snap decision. Yeah. Which again, crappy writing for this character who could have been really interesting. I think it was mm. just shit writing, honestly, for yeah. that character. It felt like for majority of the film, we got like some development from her right at the beginning, and then she just disappears into being just, the news into anchor, becoming for ages. the news anchor. Yeah, yeah. Mm. which is and in which a is kind of way, circumstantial. A similar way we had that with Elijah Wood and Lily Sebesky's character. Yeah, they start off discovering the asteroid, the comet, mm. um, and then disappearing for ages. forty minutes. Mm-hmm. And, then and then they come back and it's like, okay, how is this going to impact us specifically? Yeah. It's like you said, it was like somebody tried to do that Love Actually thing with all the intertwining stories and, and just, just not failed miserably. Yeah. I've seen other films do that a lot better, like especially mm. disaster films. Mm. 
where they kind of link everything. And there's yeah. always that moment where you've got that person who's like the everyday person and then they are like in the bunker with the president or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the thing is, is I think it feels a little disappointing because that initial setup of her chasing a story thinking it's a higher politician thing. having an affair. Mm. Oh, covering for the president. And then the FBI detaining her and yeah, like taking like, her to oh, meet she, the president yeah. Yeah. and the fact that she doesn't know what she's there for she's but they like, think she does and she's like mm. yeah so good I, yeah like, that was really fun i just kind of wish they made she had made the actor had made that a little bit more obvious in her acting mm. to me that whilst you could read that her character i felt was just being played like she's a bit stupid mm. um yeah she's just young maybe, maybe and ambitious a, and yeah. maybe a bit naive yeah, it, I think. And like, I don't know. I, I suppose the the problem for Deep Impact, and mm. it's the problem for all Comet hitting the planet films. Yeah, you, you you kind of only really have the one big moment. Yeah. of action that is. Yeah, when and when, and, and like, when shit goes. It's down. a great moment. It's mm. like the best. If you're looking at like environmental disaster climax things, like yeah. this is pretty good. It's like it. Like it's, visually, it's yeah. pretty good. It's yeah. It stands up pretty well. But like yeah. the, the, a comet hitting the earth is like, for me, that is bigger than like the perfect storm and the perfect storm where it's mm. just a big load of thunder and lightning. It's bigger than the big moments in other like, Twister yeah. or uh, Day After Tomorrow. That's very localized. This is yeah. like, oh no, this is a planetary yeah. wide yeah. event. We're screwed. And so, yeah, it's, it's, I suppose it's difficult trying to build that tension. I think they do quite a good job with having the There's astronauts where the tension is go, go to the rock, mm. yeah. try and blow up, blow it up, have it not work. Like that's done quite well. Mm. But the rest of the film kind of is just there. sagging off the side of that, yeah. of those set pieces. And like, yeah. I, I didn't particularly care if, um, Elijah Wood saved his young wife yeah. <laughs> that he married. But, you know, fair enough. Like, yeah. if, if they're going to let people who are married join you, then, yeah, you, you marry someone to help save their life. Absolutely. Mm. Um, um, I just realised it's another film with Elijah Wood and a ring that <laughs> has quite a lot of power. <laughs> he seemed to be doing a lot yeah. in that time mm, period. This time period, yes, yes, yes. Um, but, but, but I also didn't really care and, like, I don't think a lot was really made of any of the stories in particular. Yeah. There's not a lot of character development for anyone. They just had too much, tried to fit too much in it. As we were talking about it, mm. like, uh, during the film, there's, you could really do this film with just two of those storylines. Yeah. Any of the two. Honestly, then, just get rid of the Taylor story. Just have her be the news anchor. Yeah. So have her do that bit at the beginning. Don't put anything into personal stuff in. Or you don't even have to have her in it uh, to do that beginning bit. Hmm. It yeah. could just be a discussion between the president and his secretary yeah. about, oh, the press are getting too close. Oh, like you could just do that conversation yeah. that Morgan Freeman had anyway in that random kitchen. Mm. Um, just get rid of Tia Leone mm. out of it. Or, and it would and it would mm. still satisfy that, yeah. that scene. And then you could then have more time spent with your 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 Elijah Wood character, Elijah Wood mm. or the and his family, but, and or the astronauts. But what, what what is the Elijah Wood story doing to advance the plot? He literally sees it and sends mm. it to Doctor Wolf, who then has the car crash. <laughs> the car explodes <laughs> midair. Oh my god! Which was very, <laughs> it was so silly. It made, made us burst out laughing just because of how big and sudden <laughs> that explosion was. Uh, great, yeah. great, great, great stunt work though. Like yeah. the, the shots of the car hitting the side of the truck. 
really good. That truck guy with his cigarette, like, mm, so we don't smoke and drive, y'all. Yeah, or don't indeed, burn fa- your fa- and drive, as Doctor Wolf was doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, don't a lot, take... of, a lot of smoking in this film. It's the nineties. Yeah, it is the nineties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of smoking in this film. I was like, okay. yeah, they don't really do this anymore, do no. they? No, because mm. I think it's yeah, it's kind of discouraged. Unless I think it has mm. artistic relevance. Yeah, yeah, but but. Like I, I do wonder if you had a, if you reframe this entire film to be mm. just following Leo Biederman, yeah. following uh, the Elijah Wood character, mm. I think you could have a really interesting film. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah. Thi- it's about the average but, person. But I don't think you'd have Deep Impact. No. no. Deep Impact is about the astronauts. Well, no, I think. Deep I think Im- it should be. I think Deep Impact is about the media. I think that's. It. I think the that's main. That's the protagonist. I think honestly, the comet goes through more character development than. <laughs> The other characters. It First gets... I'm a meteor, and then I'm two meteors, yeah. and then I'm a little one, and then I'm a nothing. And then you're... Yeah, like, whereas... And then I'm going to mess up the but, earth. But, but, but by comparison, uh, like, Thomas Beck, the president, played by Morgan Freeman, yeah. is just a Morgan Freeman narration for yeah. the whole yeah. film. There but is... just you see his face more. And, and, like, Morgan Freeman is really fine in the role. He like, is. like He's good, and he... he has some really good moments where it's like, oh, he's doing the, he's doing the acting thing, and he's yeah. doing a good job. But, like... Yeah. Mm. I, people always cite uh, the the performance of the president in Independence Day, which I know is a bit more schlocky and a bit American rah rah, but I feel like that's a better disaster yeah. president performance than in this one, simply because I feel like great we, we've got this and great. He just act- kind of like gives up. We've He's got, like, yeah, we've got this great. Die. Sorry, yeah, we've failed. Got, we've got this great actor playing the president, delivering yeah. the worst news in the best possible way. Yeah. I was kind very, of expecting yeah. it to be like, all right, this is the pre-recorded one in case everything goes south. Yeah, I was and then I'm going to do one too. which is that everything's great, and then he was just going like, to leave on his little mm. on his. Yeah. That's what I was expecting when that scene started. I'm like, oh, is this going to be a fake out? And then mm. they're going to be like, no, actually, we've done the thing. It's fine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought that was going to be as well, and yeah. I was like, "Oh no, everything's like, stuffed up." But he has no character development. Again, he no. might as well not particularly be there, except for that conversation with Taylor. I feel like he, yeah, he he kinda, could have been a more of a background character. He kind of just, yeah, and he doesn't need to be much more than he is really because he's just serving. But they could the have had him in of, even less, maybe, and it yeah, wouldn't have really and affected it would have been it. just as just mm. as effective because Again. he is mm. kind of just like he's moving the plot along. He's the reason why they don't have to show. The, the missiles, the, the missiles mm. and whatever other effort that they put. Mm. And he also just, he, he just moves the plot along, which is fine. Yeah. Um, that's, I think that's part of the yeah. problem. He and Taylor Leone basically have the same job. Yes. Yes. Mm. So yeah, you could have, it'd be fine with having one or the other. You yeah. don't need both. No. Um, let's talk about when rocks hit rocks. Let's talk about when the first fragment of the, yeah. the, Comet hits the Earth. Oh, mate, put your goddamn sun visor down. Um, oh, yes. No, the poor astronaut. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Actually, no, let's talk about that sequence first as well. Yeah. yeah. That looked great. Yeah. That, the sequence of, like... The, the astronauts first of all, in this. Yeah, the model work for the ship. Yeah, that yeah. was really cool. The model work um, was good. Yeah, the, the, the astronauts on the planet. John Favreau getting blasted off into space. Uh, Team Rocket style was... Yeah. was <laughs> yeah. 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 It was a bit like that. Yeah. Um, we could a, go back and get him. Ah, uh, no, we can't. We're all going to die yeah, that, if we do that. That sequence yeah. was really great. Um, they did a really good job with that. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, the actual rock hitting the Earth... Yeah. The, you know, and the tsunami that it created. Um, it looked, was quite affecting. looked yeah. effective. Like, it's it's a bit rough. You can tell it's been 25 years mm. in certain parts. But, yeah. but, I think... but you can still tell what's happening, yeah. which is yeah. the key thing. And like, it doesn't look like, oh, no, that looks 
fake, 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 yeah. fake, fake. Some some of the special effects from these mm. kind of films, mm. you look at them and you're just like, well, that's just so computer generated. Yeah. It looks unrealistic. And mm. so sometimes it's like it's a situation of oh, they they shot for the moon, didn't quite get there. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I think I they, think this yeah, is like a good middle ground. Well. Yeah. It's, they've done good mm. with the special effects. Yeah. But like, and you, you know, we were talking about the bit where they were on the asteroid, all getting like the bit where they were all getting like blasted around and stuff. Yeah, mm. that was cool. That was terrifying. I was mm. like, oh damn, no, yeah. holy crap. Yeah. That looks cool. Terrifying. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, it was it was it was good. It gives a sen- good sense of urgency. Mm. It's almost as though the asteroid movie should have just been focused on the people in space. I wonder if anyone's made an asteroid movie yeah. in 1998 that is more focused on the astronauts. <laughs> is mm. that is that the other one? Perchance? That may be what we're watching next week. Yes, yeah. uh, but we'll, we'll we'll get to we'll get to Armageddon. We'll get to that meteor when it crosses our path. Yeah, mm. um, yeah, when it's, it potentially blows us up. Yes, it's. I, I think it's interesting because. We, the meteor hits mm. and you know we, we lose Taylor and a, a strange dad who yeah. are hugging on a beach and it's like yep enter that story they're gone I think it's a good ending and it's a, yeah it was yeah. a good ending somebody had to die and yeah. I think the fact that she died like giving up her place on the plane for the journalist and her daughter was like yep that's yeah. good um I think in some ways she was kind of like mirroring mirroring her mother's sacrifice. Yeah, a little bit. Maybe. Um, you know, mm. young the young lovers survived. You know, yeah. we saw them. That well, that's very like... Mm, the, the parents obviously didn't. Adam, Adam and yeah. Eve. Well, the parents that stayed... Youthful, that, yeah. You know, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, Sarah's parents didn't didn't make it, obviously, because they yeah. weren't in the, the limestone caves. But, it's yeah. that whole, the innocent children, they got married, but, like, they're, you know, virginal and pure, and they get the baby, and the baby is young yeah. and pure, and they're going to, you know... The more I thought when when you when we were first starting to watch it, I think it was you, Stephen, mm. made a comment of it's almost like they're really pushing the American suburbia yeah. vibes. Mm. Um, and I think actually that's what um, Elijah Wood and Lately Sebesky represent: mm. yeah. the survival of suburbia of middle class America mm. yeah. in some ways. Um, and yeah, I think I think good would, God-fearing citizens. Yeah, I would put that more as a as what they represent rather than Adam and Eve. Oh yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and yeah, and it's and it just I was just sitting there going, yeah, all of these disaster movies are kind of about Middle America. Mm. Yeah, like can you think of one that is just about like a homeless guy? Just the homeless guy or something like that. That would be amazing. I would say... Can you imagine that? Because there's been, like, again, Mm. Day After Tomorrow, because that's the disaster Mm. movie that I remember the most, it seems. Um, There is a homeless character in it who survives because he listens to the middle-class kid. Um, but also he teaches them about the newspaper trick. He does. Yeah. He does. So like he's like, I'm going to use some of my, my living on the street skills yeah. to help everyone. Yeah, it's um, really cool. But yeah, wouldn't that be like, I think that would be very interesting. Well, I think yeah. maybe from the perspective of the people making the film, the idea of disaster films and apocalypse films, yeah. same with like fantastical apocalypse is yeah. like the zombies or yeah. uh, It's got aliens. to interrupt someone it, who's living Yeah, it interrupts our, our idea of what, normal life is and yeah. normal life is you live in a house and you have your family yeah true and so the idea of somebody living in non-normal circumstances and seeing that disrupted is not something that is as connective it might be more interesting yeah but it's harder to connect to like even something that pokes yeah. fun at it you look at something like Shaun of the dead yeah, yeah. Shaun of the dead is absolutely poking fun at how the zombie disaster genre works yeah but Shaun 
is living in a very relatable situation for 30-somethings in the early 2000s. He's got a job he doesn't like. He and his partner are constantly on the verge of breaking up Mm. and he's got Nick Frost as a flatmate. Like it's, you know, it's... it's, And their only solution is, let's go to the pub and wait for this to all blow over. It's like, okay. And so even though their life is like a little bit jokey... It mm. does also reflect the, the lived experience of a yeah. lot of Gen Xs at that time. So yeah. if you're looking at the opposite ends of the spectrum, so you've got obviously that middle class, and as well, it's that whole, mm. like, what's the like the, the, the common denominator here? Everybody can relate to, like, middle class people because they're kind of in the middle road of mm. all the things, and mm. that's what everybody aspires to, the suburbia. If you had a disaster film that was just, like, all the rich people are going to go to the caves, like, you know, people would be like... Mm. Screw those guys. Yeah. How come they get to go? You know what I mean? Like, mm. if it was just focused around, like, some just really rich person who was, like, I, like, like Kim Kardashian in with, this, just like, I'm going to pay to go to With the, the T. Leone storyline, I was kind of expecting a little bit of that with the dad. Because yeah. he was clearly well off. Mm. And I was like, ooh, I wonder if wonder he's, he's going to try, try and buy her love. Yeah. Like, or, or I'm no, going like, save you. Buy his way into the caves or something like that. Because, yeah. And... It was interesting that they, in some ways, they cut that storyline off, mm. like that potential for a storyline off. Mm. When Morgan Freeman says, "Like, um, there's a freeze on wages and there's a freeze on prices," mm. yeah, um, and I was like, "That's very, that's actually a well, I'm not an economics mm. like person, informed yeah, person yeah. or anything like that. It's but a that plan. Seems like yeah. a, a, a decent idea, a decent idea for that kind of very and basically like you're under martial law, so if any of you go out and start trying to like purge, yeah, we'll probably kill you. I mean, essentially, what you do by putting a freeze on prices and a freeze on everything is you drive all of the activity that people are still going to do mm. underground where it can't be regulated. Yeah, with that, that is the potential impact of that. Yeah, I mean, that would also have been an interesting movie, but that's yeah. obviously yeah. not the film they wanted to tell. No, and, and but like, but like yeah. flip side, so so like well, obviously we've got the middle class. Mm. If we did like an upper class one, yeah. that would be annoying. And audiences watching it would just be like, F- those guys. Mm. But if it was like somebody who was homeless or like low socioeconomic as well, I think that would be really interesting. But again, yeah. I think audiences would be like, yeah, but like, you know. what? So like the bit that got me going, uh-huh, was mm. when um, Elijah Wood's character was coming back on yeah. the thing with all the guys in the hats. And yeah, I was like, the these are very clearly workers. like being coded as being migrant workers who yeah. probably come up to the States from like Mexico or like who've you know crossed the border yeah. into the mm. states, and because they're undocumented, they wouldn't have social security numbers, so they'd yeah. be screwed. Mm. Yeah, they you can't, know they can't apply. They can't be even nominated. They can't even be them. nominated. And the film does nothing with that apart from just here's some people. It they look like it. they're probably undocumented work. So they're they're they're, mm. they're telling a story there. They're showing you something, mm. but they don't actually do anything with it. And I was like, I appreciate that these people are here and they're not just completely ignored and invisible, yeah. but also, but they kind of are at the same time. But they kind of are yeah. at the same time. So would deep impact work better if we're looking at it as the the love actually like many stories mm. around the thing would deep impact work better as a tv show where you had an episode for each no, story i don't think but yeah. each story was connected to the central end point of the meteor hitting the earth if if the writing was the same as we saw no, no. <laughs> okay. i think if it was like if it was one of those things where it's like you've got say like a like a short run series like six or eight episodes 12 episodes something mm. like that so it's like an episode per month leading up to the impact mm. and then the final yeah. one is all the stories converging you could do something really interesting with that so you have the first story is elijah wood's Fine. character yeah. finding it and then you've got you know the journalist comes in in the second one and they're doing all the mm. stuff and then you've got the mm. next one and it's the mm. astronauts training for the stuff and then those stories all start to converge on each other in the coming months and then there's yeah. other people being brought in you could do something like that and that would be really interesting i almost think it'd be more interesting if you saw just like episode one was just 
the journalist story. So you follow Jenny the journalist mm. from woe to go from yeah. there right up until standing on the beach with the wave coming in. And then episode episode But two, you don't know that well you, you only know yeah. what she knows. Yeah. And so then episode so you two you don't know episode two starts that with the thing Leo. Is, and yeah. so you see Leo discovering yeah. the asteroid and you're like, oh this is how the asteroid was discovered. And then whilst Leo is you know living his life we see Jenny on the TV asking the president the question. Yeah. And then in episode three, you follow, say, the astronauts in training. Episode four, you follow the president. Like, that that's how you do it. You you break yeah. it up that way. No, but, just, and, and you're adding yeah. little extra pieces to the story but as you every, go. Every but you don't really know whether or not... On the asteroid hitting the, the Earth. The asteroid hitting yeah. the Earth. But you don't know... Mm. Whether mm. so, it's like oh no, like these people like die in the asteroid. Yeah. Like she, she dies. Mm. You know, the president does his thing, and then he like walks out and he leaves at the end yeah. of his episode. And you're like oh, they're screwed. Yeah, or whatever. And I feel like telling the that story would be that interesting. Yeah, that story telling the story that way might actually be, and again, very deliberate choice of words, more impactful because yeah. you actually get yeah. that time with the characters. And it's not mm. until you actually get to that final episode that you start to put all the puzzle pieces together. And you start to go. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. They're not all going to die. Okay, so we know that these people die, and these people we're not sure where they end up. Mm. And then whoever you didn't know what their fate was in the previous ones, mm. then mm. you start to see them afterwards. Yeah, you know, or the fallout of yeah. whatever. You know, this person's missing. Gen- journalist Jenny, blah blah blah, whatever. Yeah. All right. That would be more interesting. All right. Well, anybody listening? Yeah, Netflix. If you're interested, let me know. I'll, yeah, I'll jot Steve, up. A, Stephen can write it. I'll yeah. jot up a quick script. There'll be a lot more jokes in mine. Mm. Uh, and you know, we'll we'll follow oh. some characters. Well, we'll, that we'll write it after they start paying their writers properly. Uh, yeah, that's yes, a good actually, point. once the strike is done. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm. Once mm. once everyone's being paid properly. I mean, just thinking about that concept, wouldn't it be interesting to have an episode like that based on following the perspective of a child? Yeah. In that setting, in that mm. world. It's almost like, have you guys ever seen that ad? I think it's like for, it's for a refugee child. Yeah, where the, the, the child's type. birthday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just centered around this child. And like, you yes. see, you see things in the news and then all of a sudden she's yep. going through a checkpoint. A military yeah, yeah, yeah. Checkpoint. And then the one where she's losing all her hair. Yeah. And the, yeah, I know exactly the one yeah. you mean. And really it's, impactful. And it's that, it's just right. because it's not happening here. doesn't mean it's not happening. Yeah. Like, <gasps> really good ad. Um, and yeah, that I think that would be very interesting, mm. and or just to see, or even to see the Leo, the Elijah Wood and um, Lilo Spesky characters, like having their like childhood romance starting to blossom mm. in the middle of this like, and in the background the they're like they're like going to watch a movie, and then there's an an ad for hey, have you sorted out your apocalypse survival plan, mm. and things like that. Mm. Um, yeah. Just layering in this. They, they did that a yeah. little bit with like the canned food everywhere. Yeah. Mm. That Old was, mate with his I've, boat. That felt like very on the nose. It's like, hey, why has someone got so much canned food? Yeah. Didn't see any can openers though. So they're no, screwed. No, that's a bit silly. <laughs> just need a knife. Yes. I was about to say that. <laughs> Would you like some trivia about Deep Impact? Yeah. Because I feel like we've said everything about the film that we want to say, which is we didn't want this film the way that it was. We'd prefer yeah. it to be a, an eight part TV movie. Yeah. We, we just plotted a better just, TV yeah. show. <laughs> Um, great core concept. Yeah, could do with better execution. Yep. So, uh, first piece of trivia. This is all sourced from IMDb. So, if it's not true, don't blame me. I'm gonna blame you. Oh, okay. <laughs> After-
After discovering the comet, one of the astronauts is... Sorry, the astronomers is killed by an automobile accident. This mirrors a real-life automobile accidental death in 1997 in the Australian outback of the astronomer Eugene Shoemaker, who helped discover the Shoemaker-Levy comet that collided with Jupiter in 1994 and was the inspiration for this film. That's why they put him on there. He's in the credits. That that Mm -hmm. must be why they put him on the credits. And here we are sitting there laughing about... His nice name. Oh, I feel guilty now. Not bad now. So yeah. it was Eugene and it was somebody else as well with the same name. So it must have been his wife or something like yeah. that. So they must have been like astronomers together doing stuff out there doing stuff. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. Wow. But yeah. so Because he was one of the people that they were like asteroid, like meteor May, Maybe that's a little... Mm. Maybe he didn't necessarily consult directly. But they were like... But because, because he, he had... Yeah. yeah. His death has inspired it. Mm. Inspired that sequence. Maybe yeah. that's why. Yeah, because he was on the because it was those two. Yeah, and then two and then others. it was two people with with two doctor people. Yeah. Mm, two doctor people. I can't remember what their names were. Mm. Ellen and Stephen. Stephen. Yes. <laughs> Back in the nineties, they were like, "You're going to be doctors one day." So tell we're us. We're going to give it to you early. What's going to happen with That's the comet? Yeah. Uh, a line was edited in the president's press conference scene. President Beck stated, "Life will go on. We will prevail." Originally, President Beck said, "Life will go on. We will prevail." This is not Armageddon. <laughs> the producers later realised that because this movie was going in direct box office competition with Armageddon, that they should remove it because they didn't want people to view it as them calling Dizzy, it out. like dunking on. Yeah, and it yeah. was it wasn't written to be that. It was just that's oh, funny. Yeah, that's great. I love it. <laughs> I, I love that serendipity. Yeah, I slightly wish they kept it in there. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't Armageddon. Oh, oh damn we... it! That's the film that I meant to go see. Damn it! And then Bruce Willis just walks past the window. <laughs> mm. Uh, A giant object from space struck the general area of the eastern seaboard where uh, the Biederman comet in this film impacted. Mm. Uh, Hitting the Norfolk, Virginia vicinity, it created a huge now buried um, Chesapeake Bay impact crater Mm. happening about five and a half million years ago. Mm. So that, that bit of the world has history for catching rocks. As indeed, I'm sure lots of the evidence. Yeah, most of the world... Yeah, certainly the middle. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's a yeah, bigger bit of the target. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see what is the biggest area that they can't link back to any sort of asteroid or meteor strike. Maybe yeah. it, maybe it's actually, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe mm. that's actually more rare than mm. than I think it is. Yeah. Have you have you have you um, read about the one that was like the really really big impact, the one that they think that killed the dinosaurs? Mm. And they were talking it's in about Australia, isn't it? No, no, no. Um, there's one in like. Oh, like South America or somewhere oh, like yeah. that. So the, the, the meteor that they think killed the dinosaur, the impact that they believe is that is is in the Americas. Yeah, yeah. and it literally mm. like just vaporized a bunch of stuff on impact, oh, wow. and the way that and then like the vaporized stuff just like settled into the sediment because the because they've mm. they've been re- reasonably recently looking into it. Yeah, and they're like the only way that this could have happened would have been like. Like it was just like total annihilation, instantaneous yeah. heat, melting instantaneous the rock. heat melted everything. Wow. Mm. And like, yeah, I was reading a thing and I was just like, oh, it's so messed up. Oh. <laughs> um, Horrifying. The scene where Jenny Lerner, the journalist, first mm. meets President Beck was filmed in the kitchen of the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles. <laughs> this is where Senator Robert Kennedy was assassinated yeah. during his 1968 campaign for the presidency. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, something, something of a similar nature mm-hmm. has gone down. So it was shot in the same room. Oh my or God. The same oh, that area. feels really weird. Yeah. The ship that goes to destroy the comet is called the Messiah. Uh, Mm. This is not only an appropriate name, but was also an inside joke. 
not a Monty Python one. When the first space shuttle was being conceived, NASA constructed a full-scale wooden mock-up of the STS orbiter that was nicknamed the Messiah because according to the flight controller Jerry Green, everyone who walked into it said Jesus Christ in reference to its size. That's that's pretty funny. Yeah. The Messiah. Yes. He's not the Messiah. He's a, He's a very naughty, naughty boy. boy. Yeah, Thank in you. a crowded kitchen passageway, Kennedy turned to his left and shook hands with Busboy. There you go, then yeah. It's yeah. The, that's the same room where Kennedy was shot. Oh. Maybe well, it's a different part. Of a the, Kennedy was yeah. shot. No, no, it's probably a different part of the kitchen. Yeah. Those sort of kitchens are huge. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, one of the NASA officials in the movie is played by Jerry Griffin, who is a former NASA flight director. Oh, that's cool. Griffin presided over the Apollo 12 mission and later became the director of the Johnson Space Center in Houston. That's amazing. That's cool. Honestly, though, that would be so cool. Just be like, I have, I have experience in this yeah. area. I love those kind of... When they're able to get people like that in, yeah. into those films. Oh, that's, like, that's like that guy who's like... Who's agent. I only want to be reporters in films. Mm. That's oh, the yeah. only job I want to do. And he's just a reporter in like <laughs> everything. Yeah. Because that's all he does. That's cute. I love that. Yeah. Just before this movie was released, astronomers announced that the asteroid 1997XF11, about one mile across, uh, will impact the Earth at a speed of over 100,000 miles per hour at 6.30pm on Thursday, October the 26th, 2028. Annoyingly, that is the day before my birthday. Uh, Which greatly boosted ticket sales for this film. They were like, oh, we're going to be dead in like 30 years. Just after the movie's release, a new orbit based on a sighting from many years earlier predicted that this um, asteroid would actually miss by 600,000 miles. Mm. Oh, good. Well, we're fine then. Because we're not that that far away from it. So yes, my, uh, my... My 39th birthday is not cancelled, everyone. We can enjoy it. Uh, John Favreau, uh, who is still flattening around in space, I presume, uh, thinking, I should have stayed on the food truck. (laughs) Um, John Favreau said that it was very uncomfortable for the cast to film in the astronaut suits and that during breaks, Mm. they had to be hung on a rack in their suits and brought outside to get air because they were on (laughs) wires for the anti-gravity stuff. Of course, yeah. Uh, This led to some awkward moments whenever a studio tour bus came by, though. (laughs) So they're all just hung on We've rats. just got our astronauts out to dry. That's very funny. <laughs> uh, in a 2016 interview with the New York Times, Laurie McCreary, president of the PGA and Morgan Freeman's producing partner, recounted that when Mimi Leader wanted to cast Freeman as the US president, the studio objected on the basis that it wasn't realistic to cast a black person as president. Uh, how many how many black presidents did we have in movies in the 80s and 90s, though? I feel like, like 90s, there was a couple. Not not before Morgan, not yeah, not a lot. I feel like there he was go. the so first he was, one, and then it became and like, it became mm. like the thing, almost like a joke. Yeah, yeah. McCreary recalled that one studio executive said, "We're not making a science fiction movie. You can't have Morgan Freeman play the president." <laughs> wow! Oh, America. Aside from the obvious uh, racism present in the, the notion thing. that a black president is unrealistic, seeing as this movie was released ten years before the first black president was elected. Yeah, mm. so not that, not that. The executive was also mistaken about Deep Impact not necessarily being a science fiction movie. (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah. and and that's one of the things why I know we we were a little bit poopy on the character having no character development. Yeah, but also Morgan Freeman as the ultimate authority figure in films, like like Mm. playing God and Bruce Almighty. He was so good. uh, Like 
this is sort of where it really kicked off. This was mm. the film that really sort of like Let's okay. put him in a position that of authority. Yeah. The meme. Yeah, and then yeah. the later the he's the, really good. The, the has fallen really films good. when he was in like Olympus has fallen and Angel has mm. fallen, where he. I think he ends up as the president in those films. He doesn't start mm. as the president, but he's yeah. always like important. And the thing is, is Morgan Freeman is very good in that role, but it was actually quite impactful to have someone who was a person of color mm. playing that role, even though, because the fact there's an executive going, it's not realistic having somebody who's yeah. black being the president is like, why yeah, not? Why not? Of course. Yeah. And also like, it's, I, a, it's film. a movie. Yeah. And also like, you, you, the, there's black politicians. There's, yeah. Yeah. Is it, completely inconceivable one of them might become the president one day he must have been shocked in 2008 going oh what's going on what do i do this is a complete and total surprise Mm. mind you though i feel like just as a an aside about the the state of politics at the moment Mm. the in some ways i think barack obama getting nominated was unfortunately an anomaly and Mm. american politics and potentially australian politics as a sort of shockwave from that um has regressed in such a way that it's going to take another 30 years Mm. to get Mm. another black or person of color Mm. in that high office do do we count orange presidents because i feel like orange presidents have been set (laughs) back quite a long we get kamala harris yeah we do so yeah Mm. and when he's not in office she's the acting president i feel like orange is not connected to an ethnicity that's true orange is more a state of mind yes and it is very much not the new black hopefully uh, well hopefully it's his new suit Mm. fingers crossed Mm. we'll see um finally this film portrays the wave that struck new york city crashing over and around the towers of the world trade center Mm. which were the only buildings barely above the waterline at the end of the sequence surviving the wave the wave obviously this was made pre uh, yeah. september 11 yeah um after the Pretty events just. after the events of that film some television broadcasts of the film were edited to remove the buildings but they That's haven't been fair. officially removed from any of the yeah. dvds that, that makes sense mm. i can imagine that that would upset people yeah um yeah. one final note on the tidal wave it's coming from the wrong direction Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, yeah, because it's coming up Broadway. The tidal wave incorrectly comes from the west, uh, from the New Jersey area, <laughs> and not from the south, which is where the Atlantic Ocean I guess is. Well, that's... when it's coming through Times Square, yeah. it was coming from, like, the south. Yeah. I guess that's to do with Aesthetics. certain angles of those of, of New York mm. are more recognisable than others. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're seeing the Triangle Building, for example, from the back end... It doesn't you, look right. Yeah, it yeah. looks Somebody like an bought building. that recently. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, except then they, like, reneged on it because mm. they didn't actually have the money, maybe. And so oh. it's kind of fallen back to the other person who originally owned it. Maybe they bought like, it. They're like, I don't want it either. Maybe they bought it and saw this film and went, oh, New York's underwater. I can't oh. buy this. <laughs> no, this was like, there was this whole thing recently about it. Sorry, that's just yeah. a complete non-secret. Yeah. The last six films I've watched, mm. New York's been destroyed. <laughs> yeah, the bit, I shouldn't buy a building The bit there. where the water came through... Um, the Times Square billboards, yeah. that little sort of triangle one yeah. with the ones up the middle, that faces south from memory. Mm. And it was coming from that way. And I was like, mm, that's well, not where it, it If it be. was coming from the Atlantic Ocean, it should come from the south. Well, that shot might have been correct then, but, but a lot of the others... A lot were. of the others, no, it yeah. was coming from the west. Yeah, I, so. I've, I've been to New York, so oh, don't know well. about... It's lovely. And there were no tidal waves when oh, we were there. Oh, that's excellent. So that was even better. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That would make sense, though, if it was hitting Liberty... Then, because mm. she's at the bottom. Yeah. 
she's south. Yeah. So that makes sense. Essentially, in some of the shots, it just seems like the wave turned 90 degrees, basically. <laughs> it went, oh, it, you know what? It was a tourist. It was like, oh my God, <laughs> I can't believe it. There's Central Park. Oh, I've destroyed oh. it. Oh no. I wonder that, you know how sometimes these sort of bits in movies just make people go, I wonder how I could make that actually real. Mm. I wonder if there is someone who has sat down and done the maths about what it would look like if a tidal wave... I'm sure there's probably some sort of emergency people who have done that. There's probably simulators that would simulate what would happen. I would love to see someone who's like redone that little bit of film just to be like, hey, this is if it's accurate. This is... This is how... How, how far we, it would go. Yeah. yeah. Show the wave coming from the right direction. Yeah. I mean, there are those models that you can use to show, like, if sea levels rise a certain amount, yeah. what it looks like. Yeah, um, compared to certain buildings. Yeah. buildings. Because I did that... There was one that was done for, for Australia, and I looked mm. at Perth. And uh, you went, is, oh, no. Well, it was, <laughs> Mostly it was, underwater. Well, it was before we bought this house. Um, <laughs> and actually, not too bad here. Oh, I've looked okay. since in the area we are. It's it's yeah, Look, look. let's not rise the sea level, <laughs> just in general. We're pretty coastal as it is. We don't yeah. need to be closer. More to the point, the middle of the country is pretty flat. Yeah. So um, we don't really have many places. If you actually go. wanted to live in Perth for as long as possible with mm. the sea level rised, um, the, the northeast suburbs oh, are yeah. your best point. Um, so tell your parents to stay where they are. Uh, well, no, actually, because uh, the, that swamp. the Swan Valley, oh, the Swan yeah. Valley gets flattened. Mm. There's like an area. This is very Perth centric <laughs> now, but basically, there's a couple of suburbs which are kind of looked down on for being yeah. inland and not being great. But mm. if there's a flood, guess there'll what? Be, there'll be water. Everyone's from. moving there. You know who we need to go talk to? Mm. Tim and Ellie. Yeah. And John. Yep. Exactly. Friends of the podcast. Yes, I indeed. Think. Yes, <laughs> you're welcome anytime. Please let us live with you when the floods inevitably <laughs> happen and we all lose our homes. Uh, so, with all that being said, it's time oh. to score the film. And Katrina, it was your first time watching Deep Impact. What score would you give it out of 10? I mean, it did make me cry. So, you know, at least there's at least for 10 that. minutes. In a, in a good way? In a good okay, way. Good. In a good... In like, like a, I'm having an emotion way yeah. about I, these characters. Yeah. I, I care I, about I did them. notice so, that, yeah. Yeah, so it was, nice. it was like... I mean, sometimes there are terrible films that just that one actor cries and I just... And you're like... It yeah. triggers something in me. That Just that um, little moment where Elijah would turn around and saw her and just... And no, his face. And for me, like, it was Lily yeah. Sebesky being handed the baby. Mm. Yeah. Um, and and the blind astronaut talking to his son. Yeah. yeah. I'm like that. Kids I, are a real... Yeah, yeah, it tends to be... Particularly, I think, as I've gotten older, maybe mm. that says something about me. Um no, that was a similar yeah. sort of for me, yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, so it's not... And, yeah, I think we were right in saying that it, it looks pretty good. Um, it's got all these good elements, but none of it meshes very well. Hmm. So I'm going to give it five soft limestone caves that would probably <laughs> be destroyed on impact. On impact yeah. I don't know, geologists come at me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Depends how far inland they are. True. And also, I mean, maybe they looked at the structural integrity of caves. If they had a year to prepare. I feel like like limestone is like... Like, for example, the southwest Mm. here, where we live in WA, Mm. lots of limestone caves. Haven't they recently had a a spate of sinkholes down that way? Yeah, that happens quite routinely. Yeah. I suppose it would also depend on whether or not the, the, the actual impact of something yeah. hitting the planet and the seismic events that would cause yeah. would is limestone actually yeah, better maybe. suited to absorb the impact maybe. because it's not as solid. I we're don't gonna, know. We're gonna have to ask um, Kato Sullivan yep. to what give us what the science. Yep, we'll, we'll get her on. We'll do a bonus little thing. Yeah, whatever film <laughs> she's next on, we'll be like, tell us about so. limestone. <laughs> I know we're watching The Matrix, but <laughs> let's do this. 
Uh, all right. Uh, Ellen, what about you? What would you give this film out of 10? Is it bad that the yardstick by which I'm measuring it is the amount of points that I gave to The Descent, which I hated? <laughs> now, there were some caves. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, not caves you would want to put a bunch of people in, though, if you no. were trying to save the human race. <laughs> Jesus. Meteor's um, coming. Ah, we're safe. <laughs> it was just a bit Like, I'm not going to go back and watch this film again ever, I don't think. Mm. Yeah. I'm just not... Meh. No. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only reason I would ever watch it if I decided to go do a PhD and was talking about how uh, apocalypse films kind of I'm sure change so, yeah. like I actually I think I did a lesson in this as a, when I was a teacher hmm. about how apocalypse films or end of the world films have changed depending on what we are politically afraid of. Oh yeah, like mm. back, oh, in the, yeah. back in the fifties, it was the atomic bombs yep. the, and aliens and space and stuff like that. Yep. Um, and as we progress, particularly nowadays, the apocalypse films all have to do with climate. So, mm. in nineteen ninety eight, were we afraid of plot or character development? <laughs> like, what? What was? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we were very emotionally repressed. Maybe not as a pr- repressed as the fifties, but <laughs> still there. Yeah. Mm, the nineties was a strange time. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this three badly photoshopped pictures out of ten. I re- yeah, that was a demonic mannequin. <laughs> it was. Did not. Th- look my like a main child. problem is that it was very clearly like a photograph that they then like blown up and stood them yeah. in front of and taken the photograph. The lighting was all wrong. I was mm. like, how how big was the budget for this film? Like, could you not afford to like take them to the location? Probably some intern just doing it last minute stuff like that. Happens, just cutting it out with scissors, gluing it on. Pretty much. Photocopying like it to make it look like yeah. Yeah. yeah, look, this is pretty middle of the road. Yeah, like it's it's not badly made. Like, yeah. and in there's fact, bits, bits of it like, quite oh, well yeah. made. I don't think there's any bad acting in this film. Uh, Tia Leone, I'm not, I'm not a fan of. Personally. No, but but I also think you she's know still fine. she's not got a lot to work with there True. though. Um, and I feel like she's hampered a bit more by this being made in the '90s than, mm. than yeah. anything else. She's a strong journalism woman. Yeah, but it's. It is a bit of a nothing film, really. Yeah. I'm surprised by how meh. how meh it is, how unimpactful Deep Impact is, as we've been saying. Yeah. Um, it's a few good performances, a few little good yeah. nuggets of stuff, and the rest of it is like, okay. Yeah. And the editing, we didn't even mention the editing. The editing was so weird. It's, it's It felt like a couple of different films cobbled together yeah. almost. Because mm-hmm. the editing in some parts was like really interesting and like cool and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like when they're in different, like, like the, that long shot that they had where it was Tay Leone and I think her mum in yeah. like the bottom right co- like that I was like that's not unusual mm. very wide shot yeah and similarly is interesting uh, James Horner did the music mm. and it was some of it was nice like it was fine but beginning was I think fine. yeah you said Katrina it was not particularly standout and yeah. I'd have to agree score with that score can make or break a film as well yeah. not that I think a score and would I don't, make or break this film but yeah no. I don't think well I think a better score could have I think for, to give John Williams the score for this film. Oh man, maybe, yeah, maybe. No, give it to bloody um, who's he Google? Thin Red Line. Who's he Google? Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Let's go. Hans Zimmer. Deep Impact. Yes. Would have been stressful. Yeah. But they didn't. So, but James Horner. It was fine. It just. It was another element of this film that was done well, but didn't particularly stand out. So yeah. I, I kind of feel like I just have to it's give it... average. <laughs> I'm just going to give it five spinning John Favreau's out of ten. Like, just I mean, him 
just spinning endlessly in space until yeah. his air yeah. runs out and until then he goes slowly finds Sandra Bullock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he bumps into Sandra Bullock going the other way. Hey. And she's like, I've got this fire extinguisher. And he's like, I'm sure that works. <laughs> and they fly off together. Uh, but yes, that brings oh. us to the end of the first of our two uh, comet specials. Uh, uh, Katrina and Ellen, thank you so much for joining me this week. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you all next week. Yeah, Unless a comet comes and destroys us. Unless a comet us. comes and destroys us unexpectedly, but we've been promised at least until my 39th birthday. Oh, so that's great. Good. We should be good. Um, but yes. Um, I mean, we've had how many apocalypses since the new millennium oh, that were like foretold were going to happen? Like remember... 2012 and mm. was going to end. two. Yeah, there's been millennium, definitely a few. Millennium bug and the twenty the Aztec calendar thing. Yeah, the twenty twelve one. Yeah. Which was just I'm actually, sure there's been another a couple that weren't yeah, as oh, big, probably. but yeah. yeah. But yes. Y two K was like oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Anyway, we should stop segueing so Stephen yeah. can finish. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yes, well we've we've all got things to do, including coming back next week yeah. to watch Armageddon. So the three of us will be back next week to watch Armageddon, which Katrina has seen. Yes. And Alan has not. And we will review that film and then we'll make a judgment as to which film about small rocks hitting big rocks is the best Mm. out of these two. Uh, But if you want to keep up to date with this, if you're like, I've got to hear what they think of Armageddon, boy, I can't wait to see what they make of a film which Michael Bay has his hands on. (laughs) Wait until you deal with unrealistic space physics and things like that. Uh, Subscribe. iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, however you subscribe to your podcasts, uh, just Mm. find us there. Search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Uh, we are also available to be found on Facebook. Uh, just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club and you can get news and updates. And finally, there is our Patreon. Bonus goodies and extras are kept there. Uh, you can join us in our limestone cave of extra goodies uh, for as little as a dollar a month. Just go to Patreon um, and search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club or go to patreon.com forward slash podcast and sign up there. But that is all for this week. So until next time, goodbye. Farewell. So long. I'll be just You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.